You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. All right, hello and welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Kevin Reynolds. Happy to be here. Andrew Hofkamp. How's it going, guys? And Jacob Pretty. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> Jacob, are you are you there? Yeah, I'm totally here. Literally. <laughs> you sound exactly like him. Uh, Jacob is not going to be joining us tonight, unfortunately. He is uh, uh, off. What, what do you what do you uh, what do you think he's doing right now? He said Ooh. working. Twitter poll. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> what is, how do we put on a poll? What is Jacob doing right now? Because that <laughs> wrong answers only, and working is the wrong answer. <laughs> I don't know. He's with his other podcast friends. Just to give you context, I don't know if this has been mentioned on the podcast, but when Pretty once lived with uh, me and great friend of the podcast, soon to be listener of the week, uh, Colin, um, he once texted us and said, "Hey, do you need me to pick anything up from Kroger?" We said, no, I think we're good. Um, he goes, all right, cool. And then we never saw him for two days. So he was about to pick up some stuff for us to bring back to the house, but instead disappeared for 48 hours. So he could be doing literally anything right now. He yep. could be anywhere. He, he could, could be, be anywhere, anywhere in the world. Where in the world is Jacob Pretty? Um, so... Speaking of our listener of the week, Colin, uh, Colin, uh, our good friend Colin has donated some some nice bourbons for us to try. Um, I believe Kevin and I have have one from the same distillery. Um, so tonight I am drinking. Um, it's a new riff single barrel. Uh, what has been dubbed as it's called Gangs of New York. Um, it's it's one of the, the the single barrel picks that has become popular on social media within the uh, secondary market of the the kind of Cincinnati bourbon collecting. Um, and you know we said you know why does each person get uh, this uh, this bourbon individually? And he was like, well, Flynn's dad is very involved in Maysville and he's basically a gangster, so Flynn gets the Gangs of New York one. So um, it's good. It's just like any other um, new riff. It's a little sweeter. Um, I can definitely tell um, the the aging was good. You know, some of the the new riff single barrel picks, um, it might be aged four to six years, but you can't. It, it's not as good as you might think. Um, but this one is 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 quite in depth uh, of of a bourbon, so I really enjoy it. Kevin, what are you drinking? Um. I don't know where my Colin bourbon is, so I'm going to have to do that next time. <laughs> it's okay, um, you'll have some company. Yeah, so Pretty <laughs> can do his Colin bourbon, and I'll do my Colin bourbon. Though I don't think my Colin bourbon is a bourbon. I think it's a rye. Um, but I, tonight, am having Boone County small batch straight bourbon whiskey. Um, I like Boone County a lot. I struggle with the price of nearly $45 for something that's only been aged five years. But the quality is definitely there. I think they're starting to use some of their products now. When they started and opened, they were using a lot of the old, you know, Seagram stuff out of Indiana. Um, but what I like about Boone County is it's real close to my house. They have a great tour, a really good story. Um, and I think they're doing stuff the right way there. They do also have the best bourbon cream on the market. And so if you're ever in, in an opportunity where you can try Boone County bourbon cream, it tastes like a vanilla frosty um, which is amazing. Whoa! Um, not 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 in any way to say. I don't know, Kevin. Where would you get this amazing vanilla frosty that you speak of? Uh, I don't want a vanilla frosty. Uh, <laughs> I, what I want is a 
Uh, chocolate frost. I think, I think <laughs> no, we can go back and frost. we're going to listen to this eventually, <laughs> and it will say that Kevin praised a Wendy's menu item. Kevin's no, favorite restaurant I, is Wendy's. It has been don't confirmed. Think that, don't think that also, that's Kevin, uh, while you were talking, I don't think you looked at the screen. Uh, we all bring basically a secondary bourbon to drink so that we're not drinking super nice bourbon all night. Well, I, I brought my Boone County bourbon uh, as well as my secondary uh, bourbon that I'm going to drink right after this Gangs of New York stuff. Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. Well, that's what I'm drinking. Hope, uh, are you drinking a Colin donation? I am. I'm drinking a Kobo or a Colin bourbon. And uh, <laughs> I don't love that. <laughs> I'm not going to call it that. Uh, no, so, I don't like that. So my Kobo is Discovery <laughs> Series number four. We um, out of Bardstown, the Bardstown Distillery, and um, it's got these tasting notes. It has all of the full blend um, and the mash bills of all of those blends, and I calculated each of them up so that I would be able to remember exactly what percentage wound up being a part of this bourbon, and then I left it at work. So, um, <laughs> I have the rough memory in my head, but basically the mash bill ends up being just a smidge over 75% corn, um, around 13.5% barley, and then the rest of it, um, or no, 13.5% rye, and the rest of it barley. Um, and the average age is just over 13 years of all of the blends. So, mm. that is very exciting to me. Um, so, here we go. Oh, that is smooth. That is very smooth. What was was the proof Hmm. on that? Uh, The proof is not stated. This is going to be fun. I could die tonight. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's in the 90s. Um, But, yeah, definitely uh, very caramel, um, very caramel forward um, lingering there. Um, So very, very smooth, balanced finish that I like. Um, And, you know, a heavy corn mash bill like that I think is – with that much age is always going to be um, just amazing. Um, nice. I usually throw really this in nice. pretty, so I don't really know how to close the drinking of the bourbons. Um, <laughs> pretty, what are you when drinking? When do we do stuff? Pretty, yeah, pretty, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm, I'm probably drinking, um, what does he always have? Jeffers, Jeffers Creek. Creek. He, he, uh, yeah, you know, the I don't taste know how he hasn't wonder. finished that bourbon Jeffers yet. Creek. You're an old so, forester. So I'm having old forester. You know, Flint, call Flint, back you need to, to pour for him. So I need I need to call back real quick to um, when when Hope I think uh, Hope Camp you did the uh, nerd debate on the most problematic child um, show yes. and I said yes. I said Fireman Sam because uh, and you won uh, Norman and Kevin. Kevin's impression of Jacob is Norman, the annoying <laughs> redheaded stepchild of Scotland. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited that that's going to continue tonight. Uh, and everyone should go watch Fireman Sam, and you're going you're gonna to hear Kevin's voice as Norman. Literally, it's my only thing I can do. It doesn't sound Scottish. <laughs> it's very nasally, though. If, do it in a Scottish accent. It's going to sound, sound exactly They like can it. take our lands, but they can't take our freedom. No, I don't think it works. That's a nasally impression of of Australian (laughs) Mel Gibson doing a Scottish accent. Amazing. Yep, you're welcome. I think we're good. I you're think welcome. We're good. Uh, Let's so do tonight, something else, Flynn. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so be sure to follow us um, on the social medias, on the Twitters and the Facebooks and the, the Instagrams and stuff like that. Aired BNB. Um, 
So tonight we have three segments for you. It's going to be a useless, in-depth analysis of a topic of, of useless stuff. Uh, it's going to be a new segment that we're going to call Eight Simple Rules. Uh, and then we're going to play a game. Uh, so, so I am actually going to introduce the first segment, the uh, in-depth analysis of a useless um, thing. Useless in-depth analysis. Useless in-depth analysis. Yeah, I'm never going to get it. It is just... so impressive that you haven't accidentally said it. Like, I know, I'm pretty sure you write out the incorrect way to say it just so that you don't accidentally say it. No, right if you look at the show sheet, it says the correct one. So I write it out correctly. I just have a mental block. I can't say it. I don't know. Oh, said it. Yep, that's it. Uh, so so tonight, um, I've, I've seen on the TikToks uh, occasionally, I, I've... I've, I've my, the algorithm on TikTok has really gotten me into the Marvel um, Marvel theories and, and the, the fan theories on TikTok. And basically all my TikTok is is like cooking and uh, some working out, but mostly Marvel. Um, I, was, Marvel. I was really hoping that your continental divide TikTok would spur you to being more of a geographical, just competent human. No. Um, but I see that you have no. quickly cut out any, any no. geographical TikToks. TikTok is very con- I think it, it TikTok has been confused about who I am as a person since I since I downloaded it but finally I think it gets me. It's like this guy cooks and watch Marvel movies. Um, and that's him. That's him. Nothing about parenting weirdly enough. Um, but so so a question that that I I saw a video on and then I've I've also um, I've seen like three or four videos on since it because the algorithm is um, other characters or people in life that could wield Thor's hammer. And so Thor is one of my favorite characters in all of uh, the Marvel movies. And if if you haven't seen the original Thor, um, Thor is an arrogant uh, person that is um, really wanting to to go to war and prove himself and and become a warrior, but but kind of lacks that foresight or lacks that wisdom. Um, and so his father Odin uh, strips him of his his titles and strips him of his power. Um, and his power is is uh, somewhat derived from his hammer. And so in the in the movie and in the in the comics, um, it. it, it the, the the quote is who whosoever holds this hammer if he be worthy shall possess the power of thor and so it is it is canon in both the comics and in um the movies that if a person is worthy uh whatever that is what deemed worthiness um can possess the power of thor and wield uh, mjolnir um it is uh canon that captain america Steve Rogers has wielded it in the movies and other people have wielded it throughout the comics. And so um, special shout out to elevators as well. Elevators can do it. <laughs> uh, escalators potentially. We didn't, we didn't get that far. Um, it, but they, it, it got me thinking what other characters outside of Marvel, because, because we, we, we know we can, we can look up in the comics who has wielded Mjolnir. Um, but outside of Marvel, both real life or, other fictional characters who would be worthy to possess the power of Thor and wield this hammer. And so things that you have to think about is how arrogant that person is. Um, in, in that scene, Odin calls him stupidity. Uh, it says he his stupidity. He has betrayed his King. Um, he has introduced innocent lives to war. He's greedy and cruel. Um, and so those things 
kind of negate someone from being worthy. And so being too arrogant, too stupid, might betray someone, um, you know, want to go to war needlessly. Uh, and then if they're greedy or cruel, but also have to be a good warrior because that's what, that's what Thor is as well. So, uh, I, I submit that question to you all. Um, and let's just discuss what other people in history or characters can wield. Mjolnir. I have two, two answers. One, I think is just definitive. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but Ted Lasso was like the most, yes. he a hundred percent. I thought that was going to be my dark horse pick because no. I was a hundred percent on board <laughs> Ted with Lasso Ted Lasso. can sit there yes. and like juggle Mjolnir Stormbreaker <laughs> and like Odin's eye. Uh, he's so worthy of all of this. Yeah. Yeah, um, Captain America would be inspired by Ted Lasso. <laughs> I don't, so I don't want to go into too much detail because I haven't actually seen any of the second season. And it's just an incredible. He's just an well. It's, there's only one episode out. It's it's amazing. But yeah, but the, the the other answer that I think might embody more of what Thor is is Wayne from Letterkenny. I love it. I love this. That's such I a think, good pick. I think he might be too arrogant. I think no, he might I don't be think too he's arrogant. arrogant at all. I think he's I think he's very humble, down to earth. I think it's. I think it's a mistake to to say that Thor at any point stopped being arrogant. In Thor the movie, he becomes more he doesn't become more humble, he becomes more less uh, he becomes more self-sacrificing. The reason that that he, you know, gets his hammer and his power back is he sacrifices himself uh to save Jane and the others, but he he didn't walk at that, you know, evil bot thing with any intent to just kind of lay down and die, he still was like, listen, I'm going to stand up and fight this thing. I I think that confidence and arrogance is a fine line. And I do think that Wayne is an a embodiment of someone who says, you know, I will take on any challenge. Um, but when he's beat fair and square, which really doesn't ever happen, but, you know, when he's in those situations, you know, we, we move on. Now, I will say I have... Uh, intent to spoil for a second. So if you have not seen the last five seconds of the last season of Letterkenny, stop listening for a couple <laughs> minutes. But I do think it's a problem that Wayne cheats on Rosie um, at the end of the last season. And I think that that might make him unworthy. Um, well, he doesn't He doesn't do that. He could. That's like the cliffhanger is yeah. will he, right? I think it's implied. I don't think that's implied at all. I think it was implied two seasons ago that he was like about to cheat and then didn't. Um, and I think that it's going to be this very, a very similar cliffhanger. I don't know. I don't know. I, what's, what's true is he's being intentionally deceptive and, and lying by omission at least. That's true. It's true. I might be misremembering that. I thought she just showed up at his door and the season ended. No, 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 no. Rosie's like, hang on, where's Wayne? We were just supposed to be at this thing together. And he, and then it shows that he has, you know, is getting in the car with, um, what's her name for the French, French Canadian. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a problem for me. Yeah, um, that, that would be at a least problem. what's implied. I was misremembering that a little bit. I think it would be undoing of his character if he does cheat because he has the whole big thing, right? You can't go back. There's no sound, all that nonsense. But he's, he's an awesome, he's an amazing pick. I, I, again, I stated, but, you know, I'm just saying asterisk is a potential issue there. But, yeah. True, true. Um, yeah, so before we just, you know, start turning this into what will happen on Letterkenny, um, <laughs> what, are your, what are some of your all's initial thoughts? Go back to Letterkenny. Uh, no, uh, I, I, I think that uh, a, a clear one that we have to, to at least mention is Aragorn. Um, I think that he is 
basically the perfect embodiment of the worthiness of Thor's hammer. So he basically wields the Thor's hammer of Middle Earth. Yeah. Um, but there's two, I think, in the, the Star Wars universe that I want <clears throat> to mention, at least. Um, first off, I think that um, most most Jedi, I feel like, could potentially wield it because of their putting the themselves to the side and putting their, their selfish ambitions to the side, but not all Jedi actually do that. Um, and so I think uh, Yoda is one of the, the more successful ones of that. Um, but then also I... I think that Yoda, an embodiment... Yoda would just sit on Mjolnir while he meditates on where the dark say, side I, I'm is. I'm picturing this and I'm, I'm struggling with it, but I, I, you know, I agree. I, I mean, that and uh, uh, Qui-Gon, I feel like, he, he, those, those two, I think, are, are basically the, the, the two Jedi that would be most worthy of the hammer. Um, but another person in the Star Wars universe that I think that would be worthy of the hammer based on Thor's character progression throughout the movies. And so if you think about who Thor was at the beginning, he gets strips of his of his titles and his powers. He learns a lesson, but he's still who he is on the inside. He's still ambitious. He's still um, out for um, himself sometimes, but also is willing to make the sacrificing play. Um, and that would be Han Solo. I think that Han Solo would be worthy of that hammer and not at the beginning. Um, he would definitely get stripped of those powers and get stripped of uh, those titles. But I think the character progression that he goes through kind of is akin to what uh, Thor is so I, I would say Han Solo. I, I love that take because in my mind I'm immediately going to, you know, let's do some character uh, uh, analogies here. So if if you're saying you know Han Solo is Thor, I completely agree. Luke Skywalker is Loki. Um, he's whiny <laughs> as hell. He constantly is self righteous, even when he's pretending to be someone doing things for other people. I mean, Luke Skywalker is probably the only Jedi I can think of who really has no business being thought of in any sort of respectful way, period, and definitely couldn't couldn't wield the hammer. Um, he's just a terrible Jedi. What about um, Rey? Do you think Rey could? Over Luke, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure over Luke. But I could, I could definitely see like Han Solo after he gets uh, spoiler alert to anyone that's listening to this and hasn't seen it stabbed in the heart by Kylo Ren. Um, <laughs> Statues <laughs> of like, limitations. Like, as he's bro, like, like <laughs> laying there dying, like in the same way in the first Thor movie that that's how he kind of got the hammer. He didn't actually pick it up. He was just like dead and became worthy. That like that would be the cinematic equivalency of like Thor's hammer just comes flying in. He's essentially resurrected and then just beats up his son with Mjolnir um, because of awesome things. Yeah. I think um, sticking in the world of, of Lord of the Rings for a second um, and sort of cheating back into X-Men, I started thinking about people who like real people. And I, I look up to, um, I, you know, we've talked about how I started in acting and quickly realized I was no good and got out of it. But while I was into it, I, I studied a lot of the ways in which Ian McKellen approaches acting. And I just think he's one of the best human beings on this. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Sir Ian McKellen, <laughs> I think um, I, I really apologize if you're listening <laughs> Uh, Which sir, is. Ian. Yeah. Send him an um, apology t-shirt, Clint. Yeah. I will. He'll, yeah. yeah, send him an apology t-shirt. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think I think that he, you know, is someone who would be able to wield it in real life and would do some some good with it. Um, I don't know why this one keeps coming to mind. It might be because it, uh, you know, Phil Dunphy. I just think is someone who. <laughs> well, I feel like you have to be a good warrior, and I don't think Phil. You know, he stands up for Haley he's sometimes. He's an escape I, artist. I get it, but I mean, you and have to also did, be he, like no. think of Norse gods. They, they're they're warriors. It's Phil not Dunphy. Stop it. goofy. Phil Dunphy's stop goofy. It. He's a good guy, but he's goofy. I would, you know I would rather choose like the opposite. I feel like the opposite of Phil Dunphy is Grey Worm, and I think Grey Worm is more from from <laughs> from Game of Thrones, uh, and I think he is more <laughs> Why worthy is that of. The opposite? Because they're the exact <laughs> opposite personality. <laughs> The opposite of Grey Worm is Phil Dunphy. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. that feels like canon. Um, I don't know. If I, gonna, that's that feels like some cursed child canon right there. Sure, sure. Um, um, so in the Harry Potter world, who's who's someone who we think would would be the most worthy? I would I would say McGonagall. Yeah, personal, personal right. fave, but I think she's it's just so one. even and awesome. I love. Do you think Sirius would uh, maybe pre-Azkaban? Sirius is too reckless, even post-Azkaban. Yeah. I think maybe. it's Ron Weasley. No. It's got to oh, be please. Ron Weasley. No. <laughs> no. Luke Skywalker is more, more worthy than Ron Weasley. <laughs> here's here's oh, a real-life one that I think is going to be just as ridiculous as the Phil Dunphy take but came to mind. I think Betty White could hoist it. Oh, Betty White can do whatever she wants. And, and, and hey, Betty, Betty, whatever you want in more ways than one. Okay. Uh, you know, absolutely. A more serious take, and you can think. You know, that was a very I, serious I take. I, you're right. I, hey, I, and I, I am also being a hundred percent serious. <laughs> you guys are about the same age, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of someone very similar age to Kevin, uh, think of what you will about him politically, but uh, Jimmy Carter is a genuinely good person, uh, and I think he could he could definitely wield Mjolnir. I think all presidents should be out based on the fact that they probably got to president by being, in some ways, that's fair. Person, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Except George Washington, but he doesn't need it because he shoots. You know, he definitely doesn't need. There, there might be a few of the founding fathers that probably wouldn't hoist it for you know humanitarian reasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I only meant because he's six foot thirty, made of radiation. He doesn't need that. That part he wouldn't need. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Did we uselessly analyze that enough? Do we have other other takes? What have you all watched? The Last Dance. Yes, no. the documentary. Yeah, no, really, Huffkin. I think you should. I, so I, Everyone I says watched. That. You. He doesn't okay. care about basketball. I, I know, but you that's don't like really the have actual, to. That's the time of basketball. I actually did kind of care too. I would love <laughs> it. I, I just don't. I just don't care. I just, I just, I just finished it, and um, I, I remember watching those series and watching those games. And it, um, I'm a Louisville fan now, but actually in '96 I was rooting for UK, um, and I remember nine, the '96 Bulls and the '96 Wildcats was just a great year to watch basketball. And, um, but anyway, watching it, I learned a lot, uh, things that I didn't know were happening at the time. And I really think Michael Jordan, you know, is, is touted as one of the greatest athletes of all time. And of course he is. And, and, um, I think he walks this great line, um, of 
incredibly confident but backs it up so it's okay um and i even the times when he was being super arrogant and all that kind of stuff it really doesn't matter to me because he just always produced and so i i do think mj could wield well i think there is a very clear comparison in the mcu to michael jordan and that's tony stark who is arrogant and backs it up and and i can't wield it Michael, my thing with Michael Jordan is he he is probably Thor before Thor got banished. So, no, no. A better yeah. comparison there is Muhammad Ali. We were we were clearly going for MCU comparisons, not other real athletes. <laughs> no, a, a, a better comparison to Thor prior to losing his powers was Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was, in my opinion, so arrogant to the point in which I, I almost think he was a he turned into the, one of the greatest role models in history of all sports but there were times where he was so over the top that he was a bad sport and i don't like the message that that sends uh, no matter the sport even in boxing and fighting um i don't i don't think mj was ever that bad mj basically made up reason, like stories and used that as motive like he's a weird just as arrogant, just he wasn't as vocal about... And MJ has a lot of uh, problematic stuff with, with gambling um, that yeah. that could also... Uh, and I don't want... I should, I should say allegedly, because I don't want him to sue us, Michael Jordan has allegedly <laughs> had gambling problems in the past, uh, but we are, no lo- we are not saying that he actually has. I just think that if we just gave Betty White, like, carte blanche to not only wield Thor's hammer but do whatever she wants to Kevin uh, <laughs> then there's no way we can put MJ in the same category there like they're just sexual. they're so different <laughs> I have very few things to say at this point it's probably time that we move on <laughs> don't act like I made it sexual it was pretty sexual the whole time I'm leaving that way alone I don't think it was sexual until you said that she could do anything she wanted to Kevin <laughs> But I think. Um, but I made. It I want to give us. I want to give us props for a couple things. First of all, this that was among our most ridiculous, useless, in-depth analysis uh, that we've ever done. Uh, and two, I'm not sure it was really an in-depth analysis. It was just us saying a bunch of things, spending a good three minutes trying to make pretty, who's not here, very angry by just crapping all over Luke Skywalker, his hero, um, and doing and, it really and, successfully. And just agreeing that Han Solo would clearly be able to wield Mjolnir. Well, obviously. That was a setup, because obviously. Pretty's going to listen back and not be able to say anything, and he's going to probably, you know, group text us the entire time that he's editing this episode uh, and be really mad so I, I i appreciate that well done us Worth nice it. job nice nicely done pretty should not do episodes more it's nice to be on the planning side of infuriating of getting, your friends getting mad <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's usually you and pretty's not here to be mad so maybe it's not successful maybe it's more of an inside joke for us but i it's had okay. a great time tonight i'm just happy to be involved <laughs> <laughs> boom shakalaka boom shakalaka <laughs> kevin would you like to introduce our new segment yes Yes, our new segment is going to be called Eight Simple Rules. Uh, I was thinking of, of introducing something new this weekend as I was doing a, a 12-hour drive back from Florida with a toddler uh, and, and was thinking about there are rules and then there are unspoken rules 
And then there are things that should be spoken rules that apparently the world needs to know. I, you know, like one of my uh, fictional heroes, Will McAvoy, I am on a mission to civilize. You have heard me talk about how I am very anti-reality uh, television. I think it's making the whole world stupider. Um, I, I think that there are other things that this group, um, especially since Pretty's not here, uh, can put some things together and, and help make the world a, a better place. And so... Um, not to rip too much off of the, the television show Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter. Rest in peace, John Ritter. Pour one out for your homies. Um, I, um, I, I, you know, it's just too catchy to, to say, you know, nine simple rules. But uh, Eight Simple Rules just rolls off the tongue better, and there's usually four of us, so we'll, we'll introduce two apiece. Tonight we're going to do three because we'll, we'll add a bonus one uh, in honor of, of Jakob being elsewhere. Um, but we're going to use the subject this time of driving. We know there are rules of the road. There are also things that should be rules of the road. And we will be presenting a list of nine to you. And we're hoping that if you continue to listen to this podcast, and even if you don't, just implement these in your lives and help others to do the same. And if you do, if you do this, the world will be a better place. So with that, Huffcamp, I'd like you to kick us off. What, yes. These do not need to be in a particular rank order. They are all equally important. What is our rule that we should follow on the road? Yes, never drive a seafoam green Prius. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Pretty drives a seafoam green Prius, and I think that's just they, they rules know. to live by. Rules to live by is not to be like that. Um, I think that one of the main ones, and this is for all of you, truckers that are listening to our podcast on the road i get that sometimes the other truck is driving slowly the grandma's in the right lane and you got to get over and pass do it quickly get back over you guys are really good at that two lane highways it's an inevitable frustration three lane highways you never go into the far left lane you have two lanes you do your business in those two lanes and you stay out of the way of everyone that just wants to drive even five miles over the speed limit. Yep. Um, three lanes, you have no business in the left lane. Even if there's no lane restrictions for truckers, you have to you have to give cars at least one lane in that situation. I can't I cannot yep. abide. Yep, I'm there. I'm here for that. I, yep. I say that driving a Civic, knowing that any trucker could just murder me in no oh, yeah. time flat. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I agree. Flynn? So my first one is the one that that makes me the most mad whenever it happens. And I am I consider myself a courteous driver. I am I am always aware of my surroundings and if someone's trying to get over, I tend to slow down a little bit, wave them over and let them over. But if they don't wave, mm-hmm. rage sweeps over me. Rage sweeps over me in such that I want to rear in them off of the road. Um, and and I, I sometimes tend to then just pass them in anger uh, and then cut them off. Um, and so it, it, <laughs> if you don't wave, it's going to put others in danger because of me. Um, so I think it should be illegal not to wave, just like it's illegal not to put uh, your blinker on. So blinker on and wave combination should be required. Yeah. I'm I love you. that. I'm with you not so much on your uh, angry Rage. response, mm-hmm. 
but I think there should be it, that is one of the two most angry I get is I'll always with many expletives ask where's my wave you insert noun here yep yep mm. yeah I, I agree um, I, I'm married to a southern woman and it it, it makes her v- like viscerally angry as well um, if we yep. don't get the courtesy wave mm. uh, it's a big deal to her um, it's not a courtesy it's it's a requirement to me yeah, have you spent any time driving in the Northeast, um, in heavily populated areas? If by that... Northeast you mean Ohio, then yes, and Ohio drivers never ah. do that. Okay. No, I meant like New York, Boston. No, I have not. North Jersey. Uh, D.C., yeah. and D.C. drivers are another breed. Yeah. They, they probably don't wave there. No, um, <laughs> Well, here's one that got me thinking about this to, in general. Um, if... Let's take out the rush hour traffic for for a moment, okay? So excluding the, the rush hour traffic when you got to do some things. If we're on a, you know, three, four-lane highway, and it's very clear we're all going, you know, long distance. If you're that car that gets up on my tailgate like, like I'm in your way and I'm in the left lane, I'm going to get over every time because that's what I should do. That's what everyone should do is you let the car pass. If that car then gets back in front of me and then slows down to the point where I have to keep passing them, it makes me want to hurt people. Yep. yep. The rule should be if you're on the highway and it's not high traffic time, you put your cruise control mm-hmm. at 10 miles over the speed limit and just get in line. And we'll all get where we're going and we'll all be fine for it. If it's, you know, if we're on 71 and it's 70 miles an hour, you set your cruise control at 80 and you go. But all like five hours between Tennessee and northern Kentucky yeah, on Saturday night, there was this car. And I was trying to go 80 and he would get on me so I would move over and he would go like, 85, 90 to get past me, and then he would get in front of me and go 75. And I'd have to pass him, and he would do the same thing again, and he did it for like 100 miles. And at some point, I almost pulled over just to get him out of my face. But it happens to me all the time on long-distance trips. The rule should be, if you're on the highway and it's not high traffic time, you set your speedometer at, uh, you set your cruise control at 80, and then we all move on. No one will get pulled over. Because if you're following the flow of traffic, the cops don't pull you over, and we just move on. I, uh, I'm a 78 kind of guy. I'm an 8 miles an hour over because uh, my dad once told me that uh, when I was learning how to drive, 9, you're fine, 10, you're mine is a, a, an adage of cops. And I was like, you know what? That sounds too catchy to be like a cop told you that. Um, but what's the <laughs> difference between me setting my cruise at 78 and not getting a ticket and me setting at 80 and getting a ticket? Um, it seems like low two insurance, but, uh, <laughs> right. Two miles every one hour. Um, but it seems to me that if I have my cruise control set, one of us should pass the other one one time. Yep. Any more than that. And you're driving wrong. And yeah, you the are the problem. <laughs> yes, I agree. All right. I'm glad we're all here at the same, in the same place. You know, I've gotten tickets. I don't know if you guys have, I have. Flynn, I know you have many times. Um, yes. Yeah. So, you know, w- what I'm sure of is you pretty much only pay court fees and a small fine if it's 10 and under. If you go to 11, you start getting additional dollars and points and stuff. So that's why I've always set it at 10 because most of the time it doesn't, act, they don't actually fine you beyond the court fees to, 
you know, to get that. I've never been pulled over going 10 or less um, on a highway. Again, if you're, you know, if it's a residential, don't don't go 10 over. I'm saying highways in non-heavy traffic times, go 10 over. Or, or just set your cruise control and let things fall as they may. But get the hell out of the way. Yep. <clears throat> so. All right, Hove. Okay, here's my next one. And this has actually just been very specific towards this main intersection that I have to get on going home in Louisville. And um, if you're from Louisville, it's the Waterson and 65 South. Um, basically, in order to get onto the, the other highway, you, another lane gets created. And then another lane gets created, and then oncoming traffic merges over to get onto either 65 or whatever other highways you're on. And every time during rush hour, there's a massive traffic jam because everyone immediately gets over. And so the line of traffic is, oh my God, if I don't get over now, I'm a bad person and I'll get, I'll never get over. Where really you're causing the traffic because now you're cutting over double white lines and now you're just you're forcing this line that didn't have to be there because there's lanes and and like a mile of road where you can just drive and merge. So I drive and merge. And most of the time that means that whenever there's a semi truck kind of close to my exit, he's slow accelerating on and I can cut right over. Sometimes it doesn't mean that, but usually there's someone not paying as close attention. And in every instance, I'm helping the flow of traffic doing this and the looks I get the honks I'll get, they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm helping and you're part of the problem. Um, yep. So use the lanes of the tr- of the road. That's what it yep. is. Yep, I do that every day. Uh, every, every single day there's uh, about two miles of, of cars trying to get off one exit to get on um, towards Cincinnati. And uh, there is constantly at least one semi-truck that I can uh, fit about seven cars in front of and just immediately pull off. And that semi-truck doesn't have to break once because nope. at that point I'm already accelerating up the exit. So, And if everybody just used all of the lanes and then like someone was kind of nice and was like, oh, I'll just lay off the gas and mm-hmm. then you merge over, everybody's driving at about 40 miles an hour and traffic never stops. Yep. 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 Agreed. So uh, my my second rule that that I want to enforce um, is is when you come up to a stoplight, there is a set line on which your wheels should <laughs> be touching or or similar, very very close to them. Um, and if you are not within a reasonable distance of that line, it should be a ticket. Um, near my I house. I think it is. Uh, this is not enforced. Yeah, it should be enforced, though. So, okay. So, <laughs> well, if we're talking about yeah. things that should be enforced, I've got a whole okay. new set near, of my, near my house. Near my house, the line apparently was painted um, a much farther up than it actually is, uh, and so there's a sign that has an arrow and it's pointing literally right at the ground. It says "Stop here." And nobody stops there. Like, they they go up to the line and then even go past the line that is already too far up. And they're basically in traffic. When there is a literal sign that says stop here. It cannot be more clear. It says the words stop here. It has an arrow pointing down at the ground. Nobody stops there. And I take pictures of it and, and send it to the Instagrams all the time. Because I'm so mad every single time I come to that light. Because the light's not going to change. They're too mm-hmm. far up. And I have to then tailgate them a little bit to even trigger trigger the light to go off. That's the biggest problem is if you go all the way past it, you're not going to trigger the light, and then you're getting really mm-hmm. mad, and you think the light's broken, and you double run a red light. That one that you're talking about is kind of tricky because it makes no sense that it's where it is. 
Um, and so if you aren't paying attention, if you don't know that it's there, yeah. you will just stop at a normal place, and then you're like... And it throws every other car off from being able to trip yep. their sensor. Yep. So it really ruins the whole experience for everybody. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, that needs to be up there. Speaking at, about being stopped at stoplights, uh, my next one is if I'm in my car and my windows are up, and you're in your car and your windows are up, if your music is so loud, specifically if your bass and subwoofers are so loud that they are rattling my car, you should be arrested. Like, you should be thrown in jail. You have got to stop. You sound I very love, old right now. I love, you sound so no, old. listen, I love all kinds of music. I love all kinds of music, anything from classical to hip-hop I don't think to you love country. Katy Perry. You have made it clear that you don't like Katy Perry. No, I haven't. I like some Katy Perry. I'm not. I'm not you two with Katy Perry. Let's be. Listen, let's I'm, let's see if we can be politically uh, topical here and uh, see if you can be better than Andrew Yang. What's your favorite Jay Z song? I really liked the encore uh, with Lincoln Park because I'm a big Lincoln Park fan. Um, <laughs> I think you can. Okay, girl, choose one of I, those songs. <laughs> I, well, encore is the name of the song. Okay. That's the song. That's the one you're gonna go with. I like encore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I like a lot of Jay Z songs. Um, there's some that I I don't like to admit. You know, like I like Girls, Girls, Girls a lot, um, and some others. But anyway, <laughs> it doesn't bother me that you are listening to music with a large amount of bass. My issue is if your car is shaking my car. You're a problem. You are creating a negative experience for me. And it hurts my old guy ears. Okay? So just don't do that. Just don't do that. Okay. Bring it back to being a millennial. All right. All right. <laughs> um, some of this is a little bit enforcement. Some of this is just knowing what to do. Um, roundabouts are always a tricky spot. And I get it. No, they're, they're not. not. They're no, not they're not a tricky. Okay, let me rephrase <laughs> don't, that. Don't give people a pass. Roundabouts are always a tricky spot because people are idiots. Um, that's what I. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, um, they idiots. don't need to be, but people are idiots. The most infuriating part of it for me, though, especially the ones around NKU, and I don't think it's illegal to totally stop at a roundabout, even if there's no cars that you need to yield to. I don't think that's illegal. But it really, really needs to be because you are more likely to cause an accident behind you. Um, yield does not mean stop. Yield means is there a car that you would hit if you went straight through this? And if that answer is no, mm -hmm. then don't even slow down. Just safely mm -hmm. drive through the roundabout. Um, so if you are stopping too much at a yield sign, especially at a roundabout, um, that's my last one. I hate you. Um, I don't know what the enforcement <laughs> on this is, but I think we went through some of these. And I, the, the, the phrase was I hate you. So yeah. we, we did. We did. There you go. I think the um, I think that there are it, it is reasonable to me, like in Indianapolis, there are quite a few double and sometimes even triple lane roundabouts. Those are confusing and can be difficult. But you're talking about single lane roundabouts like the one at, at Northern Kentucky University. Those people who can't do that correctly should be thrown in jail. Even, even if it's six lanes of roundabout, if there are clearly no cars coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. go I'm, through I'm that yield you. sign. I'm yeah, I'm, how many I'm lanes you. are cut across? But then yeah. it does get a little like, wait, which lane goes through? I get a little bit yeah, confused sometimes yeah. too. But again, use the other rules of the road and you'll safely get through it. 
Yep. And worst case scenario, drive around the damn thing again. It's not hard. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what they're there for. Flynn, you got one more? Yeah, my last my last one is is similar to I think Kevin that you what you were talking about passing someone and then slowing down basically, but do not pass someone if you are going to be turning in the next mile. Because when I go to Maysville, it, it is one straight shot. It's 55 the whole way, and it's it's enforced. I've gotten pulled over many a times on that road going like 62. Um, and, cons- and it is an access road, too. So constantly people are coming on and off of, the, off of this highway. Um, and I will be passed by someone to then immediately put their blinker on and make me slow down so that they can turn. And so that makes me irrationally mad. I'm like, why are you not just behind me waiting 10 seconds so that I don't have to be inconvenienced? Uh, so if, if you're going to pass someone, don't be turning in the next mile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, similar to that, you know, I, I'm not going to make this my last one because I have one that's very specific, but... I really believe that we could do a whole seminar on fast lane etiquette. And if your car, which can't be a semi, is anywhere near the fast lane, you you really can't be going the speed limit or anything close to it. You have got to be going above the speed limit if you want to be in that lane. Um, otherwise, you're causing problems for hundreds and hundreds of people. So, uh, But, yeah, I agree. Don't pass if you're about to exit, for sure. Okay. Number nine, uh, which is just a bonus this time. Um, I'm going to throw out there bonus Jonas. And this one is exactly that it is a bonus because it it isn't in line with the other eight, but we're never going to be able to talk about anything like this again to the point where I can bring it up and it just needs to be said. So let me just soapbox for a quick second and just say there is such a thing as, as drive through etiquette. If you're in a drive through, You have got to hug the bumper of the car in front of you. No matter how large your car (laughs) is or whatever, you have got to hug the bumper of the car in front of you. Because if you give three feet of space, four feet of space, because it's, you know, it's not hurting you any, it is absolutely making some car be four or so feet away from being able to talk into the speaker or read the menu because not all of us see all that great anymore. And when you do this, it makes everything thrown off. The, the, the person in the box is trying to talk, and they don't realize that because you're a jerk, me, five cars behind you, isn't going to talk to them because I'm not directly in front of them. And because I'm not going to talk to them, I might get skipped or it throws everything off. And, and you have got to understand that it is not about you. It's about the car, four cars behind you. You hug the bumper of the guy or, or girl or person in front of you every single time. Get right up on there. So when you're I at mean, Wendy's you... getting a vanilla Frosty, <laughs> how, how mad do you get when people aren't hugging the bumper? So first of all, I'm not. I'm not at Wendy's. Um, <laughs> and, well, you know you're not talking about Chick-fil-A because they've solved this problem. They have. They, They've solved they, America's which means, greatest problem. Which means that you eat way too much fast food. If you're not getting vanilla Frosties at Wendy's, which you agree with are, are delicious, and you're not going to Chick-fil-A, you eat too much fast food. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't see how that correlation, causation thing works here. But I agree sure. with that, Camp. Um, of course you do. I, um, I, I will say this. My son loves McDonald's French fries, uh, as do I. 
and McDonald's Diet Coke and Sprite both can do no wrong. And so oftentimes I go through McDonald's. And McDonald's, where they do the double lane, is often when people do this the worst, is they yeah, they try to set this up where, you know, I don't want to get in the way of this other car. I don't know if they ordered before I did. It does not matter. Hug the bumper of the car in front of you every I time. I want to go back to something real fast. Do you think that Sprite and Diet Coke taste better from McDonald's than it does anywhere else? That's a that's that's a that's a something that people actually think. Hope came. It, it is known. Okay. They have they They're, have special syrup formulas. Yeah. They, it is known. It's true. Uh, Coke. That gives, sounds gives that McDonald's. sounds like big McDonald's just selling you a lot. Yeah, I think it, I think it is it is Coke. the ratio of syrup to soda water is slightly higher, so it makes it sweeter at McDonald's. And I'm pretty sure that's why everyone thinks it's the best. But everyone's like McDonald's Coke is the best. I always thought McDonald's ketchup was the best. But all ketchup is terrible. But no, that, Hub Camp. <laughs> I, what I don't I'm saying eat condiments is and I don't is... drink cokes. So, <laughs> right, so just, just trust me then, and we can move on. Okay? I haven't been to McDonald's in years. This whole thing, right. I had no. We should have cut him off. Why was that not the end of the episode? <laughs> no, uh, no trucks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oversimplify these nine rules. Uh, no trucks in the left lane ever. Well, oh, no, no, no. That is too much in the far left lane. Two lanes. What did I just two lanes is. The left lane. There's only one left lane. Yes, but if there's two lanes, the left lane is. I I I begrudgingly accept it. Two of them be the most left. What did I just say? I said I was gonna. You sound is pretty here because someone just did something really annoying to interrupt me for no reason. I said I was gonna oversimplify. There there could be five lanes. I'm going to oversimplify. Okay, no trucks in the far left lane. Literally. All right, number two. Here's what's true. Courtesy wave. Courtesy wave every Kevin's time. Kevin's getting mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're the no, only one that hasn't been mad today, I feel like. That's <laughs> no, fine. This is so much uh, more fun. Number three, ten, um, uh, go, go ten or more uh, on the interstate. Uh, set your cruise control at, at ten plus. We should all go at least ten miles an How hour. How is on that oversimplifying? You just said like four sentences. <laughs> go away. Um... <laughs> My chicken scratch is not easy to read, and I did not intend Why did you write this by it. hand? You're on the computer. <laughs> I write every, Listen, look at this. He doesn't know how every, to use that thing. <laughs> he's typing with one do, index finger. These are notes from 23 episodes. Oh Everything God. we do, I handwrite. Okay? Why? What are you writing You're on that a computer. On? Oh, Thomas Moore, little notepads. Okay, I couldn't see the emblem. I was like, this is ridiculous. Okay, right, what's listen. number? What are we on? Number four. How We're far on four. Have we made it into he has he has his glasses on the bridge of his nose, trying to read his own handwriting <laughs> while on a computer. <laughs> You're so and old, he, and he's holding <laughs> that pad out as far as his arm will reach. Which is hundred percent. He's holding it as he, he's he has his bifocals on right now. <laughs> I don't have bifocals. You're a bad person. Use the all the lanes of uh, available on the road when so you can merge over something like that. Um, <laughs> Go all the way up at the stoplight. My car shouldn't shake because of your base or subwoofers. Uh, be better at roundabouts. Uh, don't pass if you're about to exit. And when in a drive-thru, hug the bumper of the car in front of you. Those are eight, more like nine, simple rules for driving. Nicely done, that's a, everybody. That's a baker's eight. Oh, my God. A baker's eight, yeah. Um, so that brings us into the last segment of the night. Uh, so we're going to play a game. Let's, Let's play, play a game. game. Yeah, 
time to play a game. Um, <laughs> so the way this game is going to work, I have, um, as the the trivia master of this podcast, uh, clearly the best trivia host ever to be on this podcast. Um, I no, have not going to work. I'm having too good of a day, Flynn. <laughs> not going to work. Not going to work. <laughs> what do I look like, Kevin? <laughs> So I have concocted a, a trivia game, um, and I, I like to... So we've already had a useless topic analysis in depth. Um, I like to say that this is useless trivia. And so I found a website that listed 100 facts that are completely useless. Did you vet you these may facts? Know. Yes. Um, <laughs> Liar. They, they, they did true. cite... Flint they cited. They cited their sources in the article, uh, and so like I could bet them. I, I could bet them, uh, but I haven't. But I assume that it's correct because it, it it's it's on the internet. Um, and so the I have I have two two rounds, um, and you're gonna go head to head. The first round uh, is gonna work like this: I am going to read a question, and you are then going to buzz in by just saying your name, simply saying your name. Um, your name. If you would like to answer the question, um, correct answers get one point. Um, don't, uh, the, there's no negative points for getting it wrong. So guess if you don't, uh, if you don't actually know it. So, uh, first round, you will be just buzzing in by saying whatever your name is. Um, and then, uh, trying to guess the question. Second round, uh, is going to be a number. And so you're going to be going head to head, trying to guess a number. So, um, I'll, I'll, uh, come to that. So first round here is going to be nine total questions. So it's going to be kind of, kind of, kind of rapid fire, kind of so, rapid so fire. So Baker's eight. Going, yep, uh, Baker's eight. Yep, nine simple rules, nine simple questions. Uh, where you're going to go head to head. Uh, now, what is the wager here? Because you're going head to head. What are, What are the? These are just general knowledge trivia questions. Random facts. Rand about that. anything. About anything out there. Um, Kevin, what's your what's your non bourbon tonight? What's your game? What is it always? What's your game drink? Little shine. It's always little shine. shine. Yeah. I think this could easily be decided. Well, if we were in a better, if we could measure the sips more accurately as to who just has sipped theirs the least. But um, like every time you get it wrong and I get it right, like you take a sip and I don't, and then whoever has the most left, kind of like they did on whatever those stupid like, double dare games are. You have to fill it up to the line. Anyway. Do you have a double shot a glass? Because we can do that. I have two shot glasses. Okay. I just don't know that it's going to play So let me, really let me, let well me, let me say this. If one of you gets it right, the other one takes a drink. And then at the end of the game, whoever wins, the other one takes a shot. This, as is always the rule, Flynn, how do you drink? The host um, has to have a steak. How about I just take a shot at the end of it? That sounds that sounds very not game. I'm gonna be drinking the whole time. I'm not no, gonna so stop will we. drinking. You think I'm uh, just gonna? No, you think no. I'm not gonna drink this whiskey I'll, I just poured. I'll I'll take a full shot at the end with the loser, because I have I have subjected you to this. All right, allowed. Let's go. All right, first question. Remember, buzz in by saying whatever your name is, uh, to to, and I will call on you. So first question, in the United States, where it is normally a colder climate, oranges are colored orange. In South America or other tropical locales, oranges are what color year-round? Andrew. Okay. Let's do yellow. Incorrect. Kevin, would you like to guess? Nope. You don't... What? You, you no, should guess. No. There's no he negative. He said no. He said no. Okay, he said no. Yeah, I said no. <laughs> okay. I think the answer's uh, orange. 
Trick question. It's always correct. Always orange. Always orange. You're both wrong. It's green. Uh, so off to a great start. That's one of the easier ones. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, second question. The king of hearts is the only king in the deck without a what? Whatever your name is. Kevin. Sword. Incorrect. Uh, your name. Hogan. An axe. Incorrect. Damn. It is a mustache. The only king without a mustache. <laughs> that must be subjective. Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three. What is the name of the darkest shade of black known to humans? Whatever your name is. Kevin. Onyx. Incorrect. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> this feels like, uh, we just did some paint. This feels like it'll be fine. Uh, whatever your name is. Midnight. <laughs> Incorrect. Midnight. Uh, <laughs> it is called Vanta Black. When? I actually, I actually knew that when? beforehand. I actually knew that before. Uh, you're Ooh, not going to get this one right. Um, you're Ooh. not going to get this one right, but I thought it was funny. What is Captain Crunch's full name? Oh my god, I actually do know this. You're going to tell me I'm going to get mad. Whatever your name is? Kevin. Captain Cornelius Crunch? Incorrect. It's actually what I was thinking. That wasn't... I, I have no idea. What is it? Okay. It is Captain Horatio Magellan Crunch. I've read that, but I definitely was not retaining anything. All right, both of you are 0 for 4. <laughs> Technically, we're both 0 for 3. I think, he, I think you might, one of you might get one of the next two. Who invented the word nerd? Uh, whatever your name is. Okay. Miriam. <laughs> Incorrect. It was Webster. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't give him the answer. It was a 50 50 shot. <laughs> Kevin, would you like to guess? Uh, yeah, I'll guess Barnabas Stinson. <laughs> Incorrect. Uh, it was Dr. Seuss. No. It would have been a reasonable guess. All right. Number six. Teddy G. Which Disney character has the highest kill count? Uh, uh, whatever your name is. Yep. I think it's Mulan. Correct. It is Mulan. Nice. Yes. Because she does kill a whole army of hunts. Yep. Nice work. Nice work. Hope camp take a drink. So Kevin has one point, and we're on question seven. Uh, what is... <laughs> you're not going to get this one right either. Is this Flynn's uh, favorite films or what? <laughs> this is what bad. Is, I'm embarrassed. The only... I can pride myself on being decent at trivia. This one's Geography, Hove Camp, so you might get oh, this one. What is the only U.S. capital without a McDonald's? Ooh. I'm going to I'm gonna need a second. Okay. Whatever your name is. Hove Camp? Jefferson City. Incorrect. Damn it. I was between Kevin, two. Kevin, can you name another capital city? Hartford? Incorrect. It is Montpelier, Vermont. Oh, Montpelier. That was not on my list. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. That was not on the list of options. I thought Jefferson I City would... was so small. Yeah, I'm so bad at geography. If you would have asked, what's the capital of Vermont? I would not have guessed Montpelier. Oh, here's um, one. Flint, I said Jefferson City is a capital. What is the state Is that, that I just named a capital of? Alabama. God yep. damn. Yep. <laughs> Flawless. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Well done. Got it. Is it North Dakota? No. Yep. yep same also thing. Not okay. <laughs> same They're next to each other. It's fine. Um, <laughs> what they, is... are, they are very similar, just like, you know, Malaysia and Bolivia. Really yep. close same together. Thing. All right. Similar population cool. to the billions of Indiana. Question, <laughs> yeah. question number eight. What is the name of a group of hippos? Oh, God. I know this one, too. Kristen knows this. 
<laughs> I feel Can like I phone a friend? Uh, I'm gonna say something real stupid, She's but asleep, I don't think so this is right. <laughs> uh, whatever your name is, is sure. it a hug? Is it a hug of hippos? It is not a hug of hippos. He, Kevin is calling his wife, who is Call definitely asleep by now. <laughs> hey, what's a group of hippos called? You know this stuff. How do you not know this? <laughs> I understand polar bears are a celebration. What's a group of hippos? <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> I don't, is it go to bed? Is it go to bed? Is it a bed of hippos? I needed you, and in my time of need, <laughs> just okay. I love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Would you like to guess? Uh, it's it's a um, gaggle. <laughs> it is not a gaggle. It is a bloat <sighs> of hippos. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Let me text Kristen. <laughs> Know. Be very careful with this one. <laughs> <laughs> the last question before you all just get to guess numbers. What is the largest unclaimed territory in the world? Oh, she just said, oh, no, it's uh, a bloat. Whatever your name is. <laughs> oh. Hope Camp. I didn't, I didn't hear what you Antarctica. said. Antarctica. That is correct. But I didn't hear what he said. You oh, were texting your wife. It's fine. Doesn't it's matter. the largest unclaimed territory in the world is Antarctica. You wouldn't have gotten so it not, right anyway. Look, I'm not worried that you care more about your wife and marriage than you do about this podcast, okay? So one-to-one. One-to-one. Take your sip. Take your sip. It's one-to-one. It's one-to-one. We tied, so Flynn has to take a shot. Take, take your sip, Kevin. Okay. That, Through five, nine questions, that, it is tied one-to-one. We are going into round two, which is numbers. Uh, excuse and me. Excuse me, Flynn. There are also two other known and approved names of groups of hippos. Can you name one of them? Uh, I hope it's a hug and a gaggle. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Uh, also approved and true are a pod or a dale. A dale. A dale of hippos. Of hippos. Yep. So you have to take Imagine you know. being that guy named Dale, and they're like, we're going to name a group of hippos after that guy. That's my boss's name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well. All right. Listener of the week, Kristen. Good job. It's okay. Colin. Um, Colin is the it's listener. Colin for of the week. Kobos. No, that's next week. Next week when I when I drink mine. Um, so we tied one to one. So Flynn has to take a shot, and we're starting the second one. So we're Kevin, starting did you the take second your round. Sip of moonshine. Nice Thank work. you. So the second that's round is um, there yep. are going to be ten Whew. total questions. And it is all numbers. That's more and like so a goal. each of you is going to get a guess. The closest one is going oh, to so these are succeed. Like, these are like bonus questions. They're all yes, numbers? Exactly. Clo- yep. What all if numbers. we go? Is it like you can't go over? Like prizes, right? Nope. Nope. It's just whoever's closest. If we Could tie, if we tie on equal if sides, you tie, the answer, I will... it goes to whoever did not go over. Okay. Deal. <laughs> just real quick. Last text from my wife. Oh my God. Zebras are a dazzle. I will never let you down again. <laughs> she's she's the she's taking this hard. She has, uh, uh, she's taking this hard. All right. All right. I just Kristen, think I she's you. just on a list of like weird groups of animals. Oh yeah, yeah she's sure. she's sure. also that's gonna be our next trivia. So hope uh, let's, or Kevin, let's you can, get on you can this. Phone her. How do we get to name groups of animals? Because that person or people, I want I want it on that. They're the dumbest. We should names. do that as a useless topic. No, we should do that as a useless topic and rename groups of animals. Um, literally, fun fact, um, there's a way to do that, and I just don't remember it. That was, that was like awful. the perfect. That, that was, was the perfect <laughs> thing that Pretty would jump in and say. No, it was it was a great setup if you would have just lied 
and said oh, something right. about. Um, actually, well, I, don't, fun fact, I don't know. Fun I... fact: the uh, literally, literally, the person that that finds the species that, that categorizes the species first gets to name the group. And oftentimes, they either do alliterations or like the guy that did um, the hippos. Dale. His name was Dale, so he <laughs> did it after himself. So it's a group as a Dale. That is a really good pretty. I think Hubcare <laughs> does the better pretty. That was really good. Uh, like you at least committed offensive. to it. I feel like this is offensive at this point. It's <laughs> okay. It's everywhere. <laughs> My, um, yeah, we're sorry. My, my brother-in-law's girl, my, my brother-in-law, my, his girlfriend Hannah, who who does listen actually, uh, she she was like, you know, I was listening to your podcast. She was like, so it's you and the guy that you work with and the guy that lives in Louisville and like the other guy that you guys always make fun of. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's pretty. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, yeah, like, that's 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 fair. <laughs> but that's been his whole existence, hanging out with us. For we his, miss you, yeah. We Jacob, love Brady. We miss you. Yeah, he is never going. He's like, how did it get worse when I wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, we should have made this like a three-hour episode, so he has to uh, edit the whole thing. But it's not gonna the whole happen. thing. We'll just say, we'll just drop a bunch of cuss words after we're done, and he'll just have to think the podcast is still going on. I Perfect. thought we decided the the fourth segment is just three hours of Gregorian chants that we make up as we go. I have an app for that actually. Um, oh, good. I have an app. <laughs> well, yeah, an app called... that does Gregorian chanting. I don't. I, I don't want to do it though, in case we get we get flagged for. Uh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Copyright. Here's, yeah, we already hear... we already had ESPN on here, and, and we got <laughs> called from Mr. Mr. PN, and uh, they called <laughs> Mr. So PN. Well, at least ES was cool about it. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we, we derailed. <laughs> What's the new game? You're right, the Number new Gregorian chant. We were still not four. on rail, but now we're off. Four. Yeah. Uh, the new game is numbers, and so you four. have to you have to guess numbers. Uh, closest one to get it, uh, and then if it's a tie, it is going to be whoever doesn't go over. All right, so the first question. When someone says they'll be back in a jiffy, what is the official measurement of time for a jiffy? Three minutes. Yeah, we're supposed to buzz in. No, it's just guessing. It's just guessing. Uh, A jiffy is actually just one minute. Hope Camp is closer. Hope Camp is closer. It is one trillionth of a second. (laughs) So I'm okay. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Record your scores. I see how this game's going to go. I answer confidently and quickly. Hope Cam thinks about it Here's for a couple the, minutes and is so, right. So Kevin has It's going to happen ten times in a row. Kevin has notes on his like weird pad. I have drunk just slash a kid on a God Bless America <laughs> pad, which was probably from like 15 episodes. But anyway, tally number one. I have one to Nice. Left. Okay, okay. So you all tied in the first round. Uh, this is for all the marbles. Okay. So question number two. You are what percentage more likely to die on your birthday than any other day? Nine. What percentage more? What percentage more likely are you to die on your birthday than any other day? Uh, 11 and a half. Why am I drinking the moonshine on purpose? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Camp I didn't lose. The, I just Hope Camp with the point. Uh, it no. is 13.8%. You are more likely to die on your birthday than any other day. Okay. All right. Question number three I guess of I'll the have round. another drink of moonshine. <laughs> yep. Nice work. <laughs> I guess I'll be nice. I guess I'll sip whiskey. How many dimples are on the average golf ball? 72. 71. Hope Camp is correct. It is 336. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like how hey, Hope Flint. Camp is correct by being 300 off. <laughs> Way off. Flynn, tomorrow at work, count them. I want you to count them. I want you to put one dot 
on one of the golf balls that's in our in our conference room. <laughs> I'm, I'm not your intern. Closet. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you will. I was going to say you I, will do Kevin it. Kevin is Kevin just will make you the intern for the day. That's <laughs> true. Ah, Question I'm number four. Of, yeah, you're over four. Over three. Uh, no, over, over three. three right. Yeah. Over yeah. three. Over three. Great. Uh, how many miles of blood vessels does your body contain? So if a blood vessel was lined up end on end, how many miles are in your body? 5,280. It's very ironic. I actually do think it's really, really high. Might be more than that. I'm going to say 5,281. <laughs> it is 100,000 miles. Subcamp <laughs> is, you know, 94,000 off and wins. I'll, I will go first. Kevin's running on a moonshine. You're going to have to go get more moonshine. <laughs> Do you want to pause before okay. you want to go get more moonshine? It's sitting right here. I'm okay, good. got it. Okay. okay. okay and I have good. the two Mason. I've got the 116 and the 104 next how many, to me. Well. How many of these are there? Nine again? There are nine. There's ten. Yeah. Well, no, there's, so yeah, there's ten. Okay. There's ten. Yeah. So there's five more. I will, so hope Kevin, keeps up four now. I'll go first on this one. Okay. In weight... What is the largest amount of scrambled eggs ever weighed? 169 pounds. Okay. Is this in pounds? Are we using the, are we doing are we using the metric kilograms? system? Yeah, I was going to say, what, which, I, which system? Use pounds. Okay. Two tons. Kevin is closer. It is 3.5 <laughs> tons. Woohoo! Okay. <laughs> and, I didn't, and I didn't do a hub camp. Didn't say well, that one, that one was one very. More. I only did it one time, and that was <laughs> that was pretty deliberate. <laughs> did it every right. time? No, I said I said an actual answer every time. The last so is time it? Uh, it's four to one. one four to one. When now? you listen back, you will not be proud of yourself with how you performed. But yes, it's one to three. I'm sorry, to I'm up four one to, to one. Four. I'm yep. very proud of that. One to one to four. Good guess. All right. In weight again. How much trash does the average American produce in a day? In a day? In a day. 50 pounds. 19 pounds. 50 pounds of trash per day per American? I, I, wanted, I wanted to dare Kevin to go higher. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin's right, but he's way over too. <laughs> it's 4.5 pounds. <laughs> I, I was honestly going to, I thought it would be like 5 to 10. <laughs> and Kevin, I, I, I was 19. gonna say nine and you said 50 so i added 10 um but i was still good so all right two to four i went, okay, I went too two high to, to make kevin question everything that was my fault I all right two to four game. the world record for the amount of t-shirts worn at one time is how many 69 how many 69 nice um no lie the number that came to mind was 37 so i'm sticking with that it is 260. Wow. Really? Yep. Oh, I guess they can be different sizes. I was like, That's how many of, of the same? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, many so sizes, Kevin, though. Kevin, you have to get uh, the next three right to tie. It's two to five. Two to five. I'll All go. Right. I'll go first every time for you. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Hope All camp. Right. You'll unless probably you, get this really right. want to go first. Hope Camp, you're a fanboy, so you might get this one right. How many people alive today are direct descendants of Genghis Khan? <laughs> 1.4 billion. It's a lot. That's to say that, no, there's no way. Um, 1.39 repeating billion. So what was your answer, Hope Camp? Uh, it's one more person than Kevin. 
<laughs> uh, Kevin is correct. It is sixteen million. Uh, so yeah, he's there's no way it was off. over a billion. Um, there's no but, way. But nice work on the on the numbers there. Okay. I thought it was like one in every like eight p. Maybe it was like six. Sixteen million still feels real low. Sixteen millions from what from what the I stat feel like I was low, but referencing. Yeah. Anyway, it's a lot of people. All right, two more questions. Kevin's got to get them. Kevin's got to get them here. The cheesiest pizza ever was topped with how many cheeses? 47. That's too high. 48. It is 154. Woo-hoo! Nice work, Kevin. You said it's too high. Ooh, okay. It's, a lot it's for of the listeners. Suspense on the seat of the car pants. <laughs> All right, last question. <laughs> last question. Kevin has to get it correct to tie. Can't, I can't wait for us to double tie. <laughs> Which means Flynn has to chug the bottle. I think is what we. Agreed. I feel like yeah, that Flynn. That, I feel like it needs. To, uh, I feel like Flynn needs to go find a tiebreaker if that's the case. Flynn, do you but, have the? Uh, do you have the moonshine? It's downstairs. Yes. Fine. If Kevin gets this correct, <laughs> I will take a shot of moon. No, I'm not going to say that because Hope Camp's going to tank the tank the obviously, game. Obviously, uh, he is one. a man. He is a man <laughs> of integrity. Nope, not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> not when I'm trying to make everybody mad, except for myself tonight. <laughs> All right, last question. What percentage of millennials sleep nude? 31%. This is tough for me. The number that came to mind was 59. I'm going to say 32%. <laughs> what was Hokamp's answer? 31? 31. I answered answer one is... time, one time, one person, one one foot or mile higher than you you did it every time when i did it so the correct answer is one third or two thirds sorry that's my bad two thirds so 67 percent. yeah i said that wrong. so yeah 59 was 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 gonna be right 67 percent of all millennials sleep nude or have slept they say because that's a nude. very different question no 69 percent of well huh 67 uh, percent of millennials say they sleep nude yes 67 so yeah, I thought a be, I, I, I tie really breaker. was confident with fifty nine, but tiebreaker. So we, we got we got to have a tiebreaker. I thought right? making you pick higher or lower than a third was going to be a tricky yeah. one. We did not agree on a tiebreaker. We have tied. Kevin and I are equally smart people. Fine, fine. Flynn I, I, I want to resolve it though. I want to resolve it. I will do nothing till you take a shot of moonshine. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, fine. Be right back. I have to go get it. <laughs> you all, you all stall. <sighs> okay. So we're 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 tying. Like no matter what, right? Yeah. Okay. The competitiveness is gone. I was whatever happens next. On the final whatever, the, whatever the tiebreaker is, we go one, two, three, and we both say the the number five at the same time. No matter what the tiebreaker question is, we go one. We'll answer at the same time. One, two, three, five. Okay. I'm in. This is fun. I like making other people mad. Do we think Flint kept his earbuds in? I feel like he's about to get come back and be like, you can't say five, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Dang it. That's what I would have done. Yeah, me too. Except for my earbuds are attached to the computer, so well, yeah, right. you could have. You couldn't have done that. So look, we definitely won't say five because Flynn's going to know what we're doing. So we're going to obviously do something different. Which is answer with integrity because we're men of honor. If there's one thing this podcast knows, it's that you and I are men of honor. It is known. Not to be confused with men of action, which Flynn has no idea about, even though we've seen the movie. People are going to ask, what'd you do last night? Oh, my boss just made me do a shot of moonshine and all. Are they going to be asking that while you're counting dimples on a golf ball? (laughs) Because proper. 
Yeah, what did you do last night, Flynn? Why you some golf ball? Kevin's an asshole, that's why. What are you doing? I spilled some. Um... <laughs> The moonshine, number of people man. that have not spilled moonshine on their computer is dwindling on this podcast. So, <laughs> right? Clearly, it's uh, one. It is now half. Uh, so, so this is Lauren's. So Lauren works here uh, every day, eight hours a day now, um, and now it's gonna smell like moonshine. So. Yeah, but yeah. pretty, but pretty good moonshine. Yeah, yeah, it smells delicious. So here we go. This is only 110 proof. Let it be known that Flynn did in fact take a shot of moonshine Ooh. just now. He feels. Oof. Flynn, how do you feel? You chased it with water. Yeah, corn. I feel like corn. Um, <laughs> I so feel like Flynn, I was when, planning when I to go take, to the gym in the morning. Uh, <laughs> when I had to take all those shots of moonshine, I was taking moonshine shots that were 12.6% higher in, <laughs> than, than what you're drinking right now. So, that is or 12.6 proof. It is, it is so. quite, quite sweet. Oh yeah, it's good. I, stuff. I enjoy that. I enjoy that. It's it, it, moonshine is uh, is an underrated, uh, you know, straight sipping. I'm, I'm, uh, I've liquor. been looking into cocktails that I can make with with moonshine. So, uh, so Kentucky Kentucky, um, what's that thing called? A uh, Kentucky Mule with with moonshine is perfect. You sub out the vodka for the. Uh, you sub in moonshine for vodka and make a Moscow Mule. That's fantastic. It's much, yeah. it's much better. It's really yeah. much better than a than a Moscow Mule. But nice. anyway, all right. what is the tiebreaker? Tiebreaker tie for all the marbles. How many gallons per day does a blue whale urinate? Okay, I think it's only fair that we we have to answer this at the same time. That's going to be terrible on the podcast. Why don't you chat chat me Flynn. only and then say them out? Nope. 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 Count us down. Yep, here we go. Okay, three, two, one. Ten. Ten. Did you just both guess ten? Well, that's what I said. Yeah. It sounded like Kevin said it too. I feel like that was a plot against me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What was the answer? Did we get it right? No. No, you both got it wrong. You both lose. So we tied. So we tied again. So you take a shot of moonshine. Another shot. (laughs) That's not how this works. (laughs) That's not out. This that isn't works. your game. This is our <laughs> this game. This is our game. This is 100% now. my game. I'm the captain now. <laughs> well, not take another shot. You all both lose. You are terrible at this game. It is 257 gallons. I don't think we came within, what, 50%. We didn't get a single. We got two right in the first <laughs> round, which was get this question right. Sorry we don't know questions off Flynn's useless yeah, Kevin guessed three minutes, and the the answer was one trillionth of a second. So. Yeah, <laughs> which that honestly was actually is one not of our is, closer ones. I was gonna say that is not an egregious question. It was a <laughs> you were like a quadrillion off. <laughs> of what's what's somehow, the standard size of a jiffy? Somehow, somehow that is closer than my Genghis Khan errant <laughs> response, which was about a billion off. <laughs> look, look. I think I think the people have decided. That Kevin and I are equals tonight. Yeah, no. equals. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think that's what it has to be. We have drawn. Okay. You asked for Tis all of this. Fine. Why did you oh, get I miss so, pretty. Why'd you get so I evil? Do. I miss. I miss pretty. I, I didn't realize how much we needed him until we got an hour and a half into this. <laughs> 
it's difficult because someone has to be the idiot, and because he wasn't here, it was like, like we all were. We were all the idiot. <laughs> that was very deep. <laughs> <laughs> like you're an idiot. Whoa, dude. Idiot. <laughs> we're all idiots. I'm a dude. Not to be confused with Good Burger. Let's good. bring dude. back the Good Burger references. I love it. Hope, do you want to do you want to close us out? I, I talk want to, so and, and when, when you do, when you do, please don't promise to buy anyone drinks because we're really bad about pretending to promise everyone. Have a drink on us. Stop yeah. it. Okay, I'll definitely will promise not to buy anyone a drink. I hope that people aren't thinking that I'm going to buy them a drink. I will literally put them on my shoulders while they have a drink. Okay, I didn't realize that makes have a drink more sense. On us, or we could because you, it. we could form a little little base, and then we could have like a pyramid of drinks of people having four drinks guy, on us. Four guys pyramid. That's tough, but okay. No, All four, right. four guys so, are the base. So, we're the base, and everyone is having a drink on us. In a everyone pyramid. is on top of the pyramid. All right, right. right. Okay. Anyway, look, you asked for none of this. We gave you even more than you didn't ask for. Um, we're sorry. No, we're not. Anyway, have a drink on us, <laughs> as always. Uh, and we will see you uh, next week. Thank you guys all for listening. Courtesy waiver, punch yourself in the face. My name is Jeremy, and this is my partner in crime, Andreas Papas. That's right. We're here to introduce you to the podcast that takes you on a whirlwind tour of the world's coolest bridges. Yeah, we'll be exploring the history, culture, and engineering that goes into them. So we hope you'll join us on our exploration of all these beautiful bridges. And be sure to subscribe to the Bridge Boys podcast on your favorite podcast player. Yeah, we'll be dropping some new bridge knowledge every Monday starting August 9th. So we'll talk to all of y'all then. Bridges. Bridges.